Hello and welcome to the Cinematic Stories Podcast. I am your host, Thomas Olson, and this is the podcast where I get to talk to really cool and interesting people about their favorite movies, uh, or talk about their life through their favorite favorite movies, and this is uh, a really special and exciting episode uh, for me personally. I'm, I'm going to have um, a really awesome guest, so I want to welcome my, my dad, Dan Olson. Dan, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. I've been listening to these podcasts, and and they're awesome. And I'm grateful that you chose me to be on here with you. Yeah, well, I'm glad you're here. It's uh, um, part of the inspiration or thought for this podcast was when I was at your place over the summer. I don't know if you remember, we were chatting with uh, Mike, who's that's my brother and sister-in-law Hillary about movies and. And had some fun conversations, and I feel like some cool stories came out of that. And so I thought, uh, hey, I should do a podcast. So, anyways, <laughs> that was part of the inspiration for this. So, I'm glad you are. But, uh, well, let's, um, I, before we jump into kind of some of our questions and things, um, anyone that's listening, like to get to know you a little bit better. So, what would you say are a few unique things about yourself? Well, one of the most unique things is my career. What I've done for 30 years is that's been to help develop franchise, different franchise companies. Most people don't understand how that works. And so I've had to explain it to them. But the bottom line is I've been fortunate and blessed to to help uh, develop companies like Fantastic Sims, Hair Salons, uh, Massage Envy, and some of those have grown those into very large organizations. And, And I'm doing that with others now. So it's a lot of fun to see these businesses grow. Of course, I've been involved with sports, and then Thomas and you and I have had a it's been a kind of a kinship here to be able to uh, do hurdles together. So I was a hurdler, and Thomas was also a hurdler in college, and and uh, hopefully all these hurdles that are thrown at us, these obstacles, we're able to get over them really quick. So I think we learned through those sports to be able to get through some of those challenges that we've had, and so that's been the. A fun thing, but probably one of the most unique things that not too many people get a chance to do is my favorite all-time band, rock and roll band, been around for 55 years now, just put out the 38th album, is the rock and roll band Chicago, and a few years ago I was working with the American Cancer Society, and so were they, and they said, hey Dan, why don't you just come on and up on stage with us at this concert tonight? And you can sing the song. Uh, it was actually the song number one in the world at one time. It's called If You Leave Me Now. And I got to be their lead vocalist. So I'm not that good of a vocalist, but just to let me go up there and be with them while they backed me up. And it was so nice and kind. And, and just to be up on stage and, and have that feeling was amazing. And so I'm grateful to that band. But probably the biggest thing about me is I enjoy being around. Most of all, my children and grandchildren, Thomas, thank you for having some amazing grandchildren and letting me be part of their lives. And those are the highlights of my life is to be with you guys. Well, awesome. Thanks. Yeah. And as we're recording this, we've got, you have one more pretty soon. I know. I'm so excited for you guys. Yeah. My daughters do any day now. So um, it'll be really exciting. But yeah, and the Chicago concert, I'm always bummed that I, I, uh, had to miss out on that. Um, you know, and, uh, but I do have a lot of good memories of, you know, you taking me to see Chicago a few times and, 
listening to them in the car and singing them along, singing along to them. Um, so I, I was watching something recently. I can't even remember what it was. And uh, the Chicago song came on. And anyways, it always reminds me of you. So it's uh, that's I'll Chicago will always have a special place for me as well. So. Well, we almost had it forced on you when we were on those trips and everything, but I'm glad you guys turned out to like it. You know, this time of year, um, Christmas, they had a new song they put out. I think it was last year, but it's a brand new song. It's a new Christmas song that talks about uh, all is right during Christmas time. And when you think about it, you know, if the world could use that time, if the world could have use Christmas time as a gauge and be better at what they do and have a little more peace, a little more happiness, a little more joy throughout the whole year, we would have even much more peace and happiness, of course. But I just thought that song was pretty cool they just came out with, is um, this time of year we kind of uh, escalate it. We, we do a little bit better. We, we help each other a little bit nicer, a little bit kinder, a little bit better to people. And I think it's because we think we're thinking about what Christmas stands for. And so that's, uh, anyway, yeah. just another little side that's... thing in Chicago. But yeah. To check they've that out. Great soundtracks too over the years. But... Yeah. Um, well, cool. Well, what, uh, getting to know you a little bit more, what kind of movies or genres do you tend to gravitate towards? Yeah. <laughs> well, um, well, lately, as you get a little bit older, it's been more toward like the happy ending type films. And even it's been some of those little more chick flicks and things like that, um, just where you're just feeling good. I think one of the last ones I saw was kind of like that earlier this year. It was called Marry Me with Jennifer Lopez. And, oh, yeah. Um, it was just kind of a feel good movie, you know, it's kind of different it wasn't really high on the list of a lot of things but of people but it just one of those little feel-good movies but back when i was a little bit younger more toward your age and everything it was all about action and a lot of just almost just excitement of those action movies that were coming out and, and uh of course a lot of good comedy came out back then too um which i'll talk about yeah well awesome well um well, let's get into it then. So let's get to know you a little bit more through some some movies. Um, and this is really exciting for me just because I think, like, I love movies. I love talking to people about movies. And I feel like I just see the world and connect through movies. And I, and I know, like, you shared a lot of your favorites with me over the years growing up. So I'm excited to see what, uh, see if I'll be able to predict some of these, but if there will be some surprises. So... <laughs> Yeah, let's see if we can predict some of these. Um, all right, so let's go to the first one. So what is the what's one of the most meaningful films to you and, and what makes it so meaningful to you? Well, um that's a good question. When you think about meaningful, uh I'm gonna go back to um the Star Wars series, and I think They've meant a lot to me just because of all those great stories and things behind it, the things that we learned from them. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, all of them have been, for me, really, really great ones. But if I had to, if I had to stick with, uh, 
if I had to stick with the ones that are most meaningful, would be four, five, and six episodes. Because if you just, if I could only pick three, those would be the ones because they kind of tell that whole story. They, they talk about the good and the evil. They talk about, uh, you know, loyalty. You know, the cool thing, you know, I like see how loyal the friend, even though there was kind of trying times, they, those friends in that group, they stayed loyal to one another. They were, remained good friends, even though they had their differences. And, but you could see that they were just completely loyal and stuck with each other and, and made a, a, a special team. And so that's what teamwork is about. I wish I could build more uh, teamwork like that in some of my teams. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. I mean, that's uh, <laughs> anyone that knows me or the Olsen boys, you're, you know, you're four sons we're all big star wars fans so i guess that's where we got it from <laughs> i don't know i remember having that on vhs showing you guys that first time how old were you when you watched your first star wars i mean i i feel like i've been watching it ever since i can remember i don't necessarily have like a i have some memories of like watching return of the jedi i think that was the first one like i shared on the episode i did a few weeks ago mm -hmm. like um but I mean, for the most part, they've just been, they were just always around, you know, and I always knew what it was, what the characters were. And, and, uh, it's, it's funny today I was driving my kids, we were in the car and Star Wars, the theme song came on and I was like, Oh, you guys know what this song is? And they were both just like crew and Olivia both right away were like Star Wars. And they it was like, he's just like, dad loves Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> He will too, I'm sure. And so, <laughs> sweet little guy. Yeah, and uh, and Olivia is like, yeah, we watch these all the time, and so it's just fun to like see them. <laughs> I mean, there's so much Star Wars stuff now. I mean, they oh yeah, there's cartoons and and back yeah, anyways. When I was a kid, it was just yeah, just three those three movies. So, um, do you, do you have like one out of the three that you think is your favorite? My favorite is the Return of the Jedi episode six, just where it comes all kind of comes together and you think, okay, that's it. Everybody's going to be happy now. But then all of a sudden there's a whole lot more to follow. And uh, it was great to see those. In yeah. fact, one of my best memories is finally when they started to bring the episodes one, two, and three back. Uh, I remember we got to go to the midnight movie with you guys. I think you and your friend were down there uh, on the stage uh, fighting with your lightsabers or something like yeah. that. Uh, but one of the biggest memories I had, not only seeing that happen, everybody dressed up and being there for the big premiere and whatever you want to call it, was sitting, I had to take your little sister with us, and she was younger than you, obviously. I don't know how old you were when episode three came out, but I remember sitting next to her, and I got to take her, and I remember her just putting her legs over on top of mine, and just like it was, like I was in heaven, having... Uh, my sweet little daughter there next to me and next to you guys as well. And But uh, she was pretty excited about being with, with all of us. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great memory seeing that, the midnight showing. I was 16, sophomore in high school. She was so. 14, yeah. Yeah. So have a 14-year-old teenage girl just kind yeah. of snuggle up to her dad was just amazing. Yeah. I can imagine now I can – my kids are still little. They still like to snuggle, but yeah, I can imagine one day they're not going to want that. So. Yeah, teenage. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, let's go to the next question. So what would you say, this is a, a fun one, I think, and this is, I'm, I I answered this one a few weeks ago, and 
this could, you could answer this. Maybe it's our family. So like, you know, you and your kids or maybe it's you and your parents and your siblings, but what is your family movie? Well, I'm going to think, say our family first, especially this time of year. Um, you know, I had a chance to think about that and look at that. While I was watching it, I was thinking, this is really cool. And I, I watched most of it. Uh, when was it? When I was out of town, it happened to be playing on the, in the, uh, in the hotel and on a TV. So I turned it on and I watched Home Alone 2. So the Home Alone and the Home Alone 2, I always remember, you know, we watched those a lot. And uh, those are, that's kind of a family thing. And then, um, then the other thing is uh, when you and I took our, our trip for your senior trip and we went back to Ohio and Michigan and places like that, and we got to see some things. And one of the big highlights for me is we had that back at that time, you were watching it on an, uh, an iPod or something like that because we didn't have a lot of the sophisticated things we had. You were watching Tommy Boy. Yeah. And, and so we were driving along there in Ohio and it was fun. And I was kind of looking out of the corner of my eye, listening to it and just laughing along with you as, uh, as you were watching it. And then all of a sudden it talks about Sandusky, Ohio. And we were going through Sandusky, Ohio at that same yeah. time, right close to it. So I thought that was pretty cool. So that's yeah, that awesome. Memory. But when I think back on some of these earlier movies and the big classic ones with my earlier family, I remember going with my parents to Dr. Chivago, Omar Sharif that was in that. Uh, that was a big movie way back in the, I guess it's gotta be sixties. And then, um, and the other thing, my favorite, my sister's favorite movie probably still is. And we used to do, I went and saw it once. I braved it. It was like a really long movie um, about, uh, uh, oh man, <laughs> Gone with the Wind. Yeah, Gone with the Wind. So I think that might still be her favorite after all these time years. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, but. I've never actually sat and classic. watched all of it. Yeah. You, should, you should watch that sometime. It's yeah. quite a classic. And. So those are just, oh, yeah. And you know, one of my favorites, going, I remember going one night with, it was a new, kind of these newer actors, newer actors out, and love cowboy shows. I think it was 1969. And then the song came out. Uh, just loved the song. Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head for the soundtrack. And that was Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. And so we went and saw that. And that was with my mom and dad. That was one of my favorites, I, I believe. Yeah. That time. Did uh, did did Grandpa Olson and Grandma Olson today like going to movies at all? Did they? Yeah, yeah, they did. We, we used to go to movies when I was younger, all the time. Yeah. But, what kind of movies did they usually like? Oh, they loved the you know the classics. Uh, they were more the classics back in the day when you had the Rock Hudsons and the Doris Days and Cary Grants and. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock had come out with a lot of his thrills, North by Northwest, and, and and some of those, they're still classic today. You still see them play on the classic movie theater to, uh, channels anyway. So I, a lot of those things, the, the, my mom used to like the, um, the, I don't know if we call, them, we call them chick flicks today, but I called them uh, woman movies back then because they were more about the women and, and how 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 they overcame their challenge and got back uh, on track. And so it was more the women movie stars. I think she liked, but my dad, he would more go for the 
the westerns, you know, the big western type movies. So I yeah. think that's where I probably learned to love the western movies from my dad. Yeah, I feel like westerns, from what I understand, were probably like similar to how superhero movies kind of yep. dominate the movies right now and it's kind of the big thing and the trend and they seem like westerns used to you'd get multiple western movies a year come out and and yeah uh, that's a good way to put it it's wonder why they don't have come out with more westerns but yeah um, it's you're right it's the superheroes that have kind of taken over that yeah those were our superheroes i'm mean, wear wearing my little cap gun on my hip and my cowboy hat when i was you know seven eight nine and running around playing the western <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's awesome. That's cool. And did, uh, well, I'll come back to that in a minute. Um, okay, let's go to the next one. Um, what what film do you f- do you think you've watched the most in your lifetime? Uh, well, uh, that's, that's a good one. I probably watched, uh, I bet Star Wars is probably up there and probably one of, you know, the one of those is probably one of the most. Um, then when I think, but, but also I'm thinking maybe since I've watched it so many times when I was younger and even growing up and even in my twenties and thirties, when it was on something like this was on TV, uh, I'm thinking, in fact, I watched it the other night. It was on TV. I watched, last night, matter of fact, it was on TV. So I watched part of it. And that's because uh, I used to love to watch John Wayne movies. And my favorite John Wayne movie of all time is Rio Bravo. And it had Dean Martin and, and several other movie stars in that one. And some of the older stars that were, or younger stars that were up and coming so at that time. And so that was, that's probably one I've watched the most. I cool. still like to watch it. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen that. Do we ever watch that as a, when I was a kid at all? Or? Probably I had it on. Yeah. That's kind of my memories. Like I remember watching Westerns as a kid, but not necessarily knowing which one it was. That I was you probably watching. saw Silverado in some of those. So, yeah, Silverado. I definitely remember Silverado. Silverado, that, I think that's still – John Wayne, Real Brother was my favorite one from that, but I think Silverado is probably still my favorite Western. And that's when I think Kevin Klein and, and uh, Kevin Costner and, and those guys got their start. Uh, yeah, Jeff Goldblum and Goldblum, yeah, Jeff Goldblum might have been around a little bit. Oh, okay. I think those two guys in particular got their start, one of the major starts. In the yeah, it's got a great soundtrack too. Yeah, yeah, I love the soundtracks. Um, well, cool. Well, okay, this next question is a uh, more about like a more emotional one. But what's the movie that you've cried the most in? And I guess preface that first i guess do you i think i know the answer to this question but do you cry a lot in movies you know when there's sensitive spots and when there's more happy times when you feel like oh this person has overcome a major hurdle and got over a major hurdle and they're feeling good about things and it doesn't matter um what type of movie is it if, if you see someone win you see someone feeling good Sometimes I'll, I'll cry along with them, and it gets me to that point. And I, I can't. I think one of the bigger ones was uh, when you ask that question. What comes to mind anyway um, was the Notebook. Several years ago, James Garner was in it, and he was taking care of his wife who had dementia, and just stayed with her to the end. And then they ended up 
Uh, I guess I'm not supposed to give it away though, am I? Oh, it's okay. That's that's an old movie. I'm sure. <laughs> yes, Spoiler so they, they, <laughs> they actually end up dying together, you know, holding hands, you know, and so there's just pretty cool things like that. Um, yeah. Uh, in fact, you know, the other thing that was on TV the other night, and you kind of turned me on to this one because I really hadn't seen it until recently, and that was uh, uh, Avengers Endgame. And so there were a couple times in there when you feel people happy, you know, toward the end, and you know what happens there in the end. I think there's a few tears. Yeah. It's sad, you know, in a couple places. But it turns out good. I mean, and then the other part of it, it turned out really good at the end. There's a sad part at the end, but there's also a really good part, several good parts at the end. Yeah. It's just happy, and you just feel good. Yeah. That you movie, know what I'm uh, talking about, probably, the very end. Yeah. That movie what brings up... Huh? That, oh, I just said that movie brings up a whole range of emotions for me. Sadness, joy, happiness. Yeah. So. <laughs> but I think that's, I think one reason I like, I love movies so much is because I feel like they do help me to feel certain emotions that sometimes I may not like sit, allow myself to sit with as much, um, like sadness, like giving myself space to cry and release thing, release those emotions. So like, um, yeah, so Avengers, that's that's one of them. But uh, I mean, even I I uh, I remember. I don't know if you remember this, but it was 2010, and we were it was me and Marianne, I believe. Um, we were staying at a, and that's my younger sister, Marianne. We were staying at a um, hotel in uh, uh, well, the ski place, the ski city in Utah. I can't think of the Park name. Park City. Park City, and we were watching. Yeah. Oh, why am I blanking the name? I had it in my head just a second ago. The last song. It has like Miley Cyrus in it. And uh, I can't remember who else is in it. Um, anyways, do you remember this movie? I'm trying to remember it. But... We watched it. I remember we, we you, you rented it like video on demand or whatever in the hotel. Right. And I remember like towards the end looking over and you had some tears in your eyes. And I was like, I'm a little emotional too. And, and I remember thinking like, Oh, that's probably where I get it because I, <laughs> I saw you getting emotional. I get emotional in movies a lot, and, well, and that was like cool. a fun Sorry. memory for me. But I remember that. That's cool. I, I get it from my mom. So yeah, and, yeah, uh, I can see that. Pass it on. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Um. What is the first movie you ever remember watching? Whether oh. that's just at home or in the movie theater or both. Well, we didn't. We had TV, <laughs> believe it or not, back then. Uh, so we had a, what. What was good then is because when movies came on on a TV, they were special because we didn't have. We had three channels, and so when a movie came on, it was it was a big thing because not many times would you actually see a movie. So Sunday night with the movies and Friday night movies, and we had Nightmare Theater on Friday night. So they would play these old uh, scary movies with Frankenstein or whatever on the, on the Nightmare Theater that started about 11 o'clock at night or 10.30 whatever. So that came a little bit later. But I, I'm thinking the very first one, so when I lived in a little town, back then it was a little town down by Las Vegas. And that's where I grew up until I was 10. But we lived on Main Street. And there was two, only two movie theaters and a, and a drive-in theater in the whole city. 
but I would walk north up Main Street about four blocks, and there was a movie theater right there, and I would just go up by myself. Um, back then, when I was eight, nine, ten, nobody would accompany me. I just, or I would walk up with a friend or whatever. It was no big deal to have a little kid out on his own back then. And I would get my allowance of 50 cents a week, and movie was 35 cents, and I would buy the movie ticket and five cents worth of lifesavers, and I was a happy guy. And I remember going, seeing um, movies, and probably one of the first ones was uh, Audie Murphy, and uh, he was in a lot of cowboy, western-type movies. He was a World War II hero. He was probably one of the most decorated World War II heroes ever. He was just a little guy, held off a bunch of Germans uh, with a machine gun and a little tank, and and... <laughs> And, and got all kinds of medals and was very decorated. So they made him a movie, movie star after that. And so I loved, I remember going to those and that's probably one of the first times I actually remember going to a movie. Um, but then uh, a lot of the other movies I would go, sometimes I remember walking up to the movie theater with my mom sometimes later. But she liked to go to the, like the Doris Day ones. I'm thinking like, uh, I don't know if it's back then, whenever that was, like uh, Move Over Darling with James Garner, Doris Day, Chuck Connors was in that one, <laughs> The Rifleman. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty cool to see The Rifleman in, in, in that kind of a movie. Um, and I'm just trying to, of course, there the cowboy movies and the World War II movies, and they were, they were the, the big thing back then. I'd love to go see those. And those are probably mostly what I would walk up to that little theater and see. That's so cool. I, I feel like it's, I don't know, it just sounds a little bit simpler times, you know, like now my kids, it's like you can, there's so many different streaming things they can go to and just watch a movie anytime they want. And uh, I mean, and, you know, I, I, I try to take my kids to the movie theaters cause I love doing that and they've, they've seemed to do pretty well, but I can't imagine even, you know, my Olivia's five, so I can't even imagine in like, three years and giving her some money and letting her walk this up. But that's so cool that, that you could grow up that way. Um, yeah. You can't do that today, of course. But. Yeah. And yeah. it's only, you said 35 cents for a movie. 35 cents. Yeah. Dang. I saw Avatar two the other day and I think, and I saw it in 3d. I think I paid like $16 for <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just one ticket. But, um, well, that's cool. Is that theater still there in St. George? Uh, no, it's not. But one of the other theaters is, but it's, but it's not. Um, I think it's just a little. I don't know if it's really a theater anymore, but it's still there. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, what's the first movie? You, or sorry, we just did that one. What film has been a source of comfort during a difficult time? <laughs> You know, there's probably there's, there's quite a few of those. When you say that, that question, what comes to mind, believe it or not, James Bond is a source of comfort. And That's probably, what I pick too. <laughs> and it's the one that hits me the most is when we were going through some challenging times with the company when I was there in Arizona. And we had a little difficult time and we were, I know we were trying to build a culture there. We went out to, to eat. And I remember one 
all of us, the whole company, and at least in that office, there's a lot of people throughout the country. And we took everybody to the movie after we went and had a hamburger or something. We went and took everybody to the movie Skyfall. And I just remember the uh, the soundtrack from Adele that said something like, uh, uh, let the sky fall, and when it crumbles, we will stand tall and face it all together. And I just remember that's got to be our motto, right? Things are going to crumble. Things are going to have some tough times. But if you stand tall, face it with looking straight ahead, stand tall, don't hump down and put our posture bad, but just stand tall and erect and ready to take it on and face it together, we can get through it. We can get through anything. So that's kind of model we put to the company, which kind of helped, I think, some of us, or at least me, get through that challenging time. Yeah, that's cool. Thanks for sharing that. That's a, yeah, that movie, I shared that too on the episode I did, you know, and during 2020, we, you and I watched that together up there at your place. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's, I do. And I remember I was there when we went to go see that um, when it came out, I think opening day, we saw it. Um, and uh, yeah, that was a, that was a great experience. So. Uh, all right. Uh, what movie have, what movie has made you laugh the most? <laughs> I'm laughing right now because it comes to my mind immediately. So I don't know if you've seen many back in the eighties and nineties, uh, you know, Eddie, when Eddie Murphy used to be quite the comic and one of his first movies came out, it was called trading places. And him and Dan Aykroyd just did a phenomenal job of comedy. Dan Aykroyd was a more straight, high and mighty, rich guy. And Eddie Murphy was this lower raised black guy that was raised in probably not the best of circumstances and had to fight for everything he got and probably stole a few things and conned a few people out of things. And so just to see their differences. But there's one particular scene on there. I don't know if it's okay to share the scene. Yeah, go for it. Is it all right? Okay. Might be a little bit crude, but I won't use any swear words. <laughs> but um, I remember I was watching it on the video over to my friend's house. Dude, remember dude? Mm -hmm. uh, so we were over to his house in, in Colorado Springs uh, watching this because we'd never – so we'd never seen it before. And so we were sitting there watching it, and they were trying to clean Eddie Murphy up and make him – turn him into something because he had a really rough life. So they – they were bringing him and he had this butler that took him in and put him in like a jacuzzi. And of course the bubbles were going and it was just everything. So he says, the butler says, sir, you need to get into this jacuzzi and get in this, this, uh, this take your bath. Um, cause we got to go to some meetings. And so he's sitting there in, in this jacuzzi and the butler turns on the bubbles. <laughs> and he started, he's starting looking around like, whoa, what's going on? What's going on? And, and says, all the, those are just the bubbles, sir. And he said, bubbles? I've never had any bubbles. We used to have to fart in the bathtub before we have bubbles. <laughs> so but we, we paused that and we just laughed and rolled on the ground just the way it came out. It was just it was, it was, yeah. it was crazy. So anyway, that's probably one of the funnest moments, funniest moments I think I've 
Yeah. Oh, and then the other follow-up to that, and I hope this doesn't give anything away, so the, the uh, <clears throat> Coming to America side was the follow-up to, or at least one little scene was the follow-up to Trading Places. And uh, so anyway, you, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I should probably should give it away, but anyway, that, those are two really good movies where are just hilarious running, rolling around on the ground. Yeah. Train, I I remember watching, we'd watch that on TV sometimes growing up, like around Christmas time, because it's a Christmas like New Year's. Christmas New Year's, yeah. Yeah. I haven't watched that in a long, long time. I I, I want to go back and revisit that, but Eddie, yeah, Eddie Murphy is, yeah, he's he's so funny, and I um, I don't I don't know if you remember this, but like, because he's the voice of the donkey in Shrek, who's like, oh, that's right, yeah, character in Shrek. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty hilarious too. Um, one of the times I was driving up to Utah with the kiddos a couple years ago and Olivia was almost three at the time and she just watched Shrek 2 basically like on repeat the whole day, <laughs> the whole wow. car drive from Arizona to Utah. And, and I was driving, but I could hear like some of the donkeys, you know, Eddie Murphy's quotes and stuff. And I'm just like laughing at, you know, him, some of his stuff, but anyways, but uh, yeah, training places, that's a good one. Um, let's see. What is a movie that everyone should see or watch at least once, at least one time in their life? So I'm going to go back to the ones that we just already talked about. I I believe that uh, people could get a lot out of it. it. Is the episodes four, five, and six of the Star Star Wars uh, themes again? Because once again, it just allows you to kind of think things through and understand that there's good and there's evil and how it works and but what's but the thing I, I remember most is like I said the loyalty part of it is the friends that they stuck together and, and and watched out for each other because they would never have made their success and got to their level of success that they did without each other and they just knew each other well and knew that people would come through and, and, and they did yeah I feel like stars is almost like a modern mythology, if you will, like that has parables, parable, parables and stories that, uh, while like they're also entertaining can also be provide great life lessons. And, and in a sense, like mirrors that we can look into for ourselves to like reflect on our own lives. And so, mm -hmm. well, that's good. I, I support that decision or that choice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. What movie has been difficult for you to watch or get through? And what was about that film that made it challenging? <laughs> uh, you know, some of the ones that are a little more difficult as the older you get are things like Inceptions and some of those types of movies where there's all these complicated things and side things and trying to figure things out. Those are the ones you have to go through two or three different times, I think. Um, so more of those real detailed ones, because back in the day when we grew up with movies, it was just real simple. Is the story, here's how it goes. You might have a couple side stories or whatever that kept you entertained. But now you got all these other detailed things going through. Um, so not that I didn't enjoy it and I tried it and wanted to be part of it. Um, but that those are a little bit harder for me to think through these days, uh, something like that. But I remember growing up, the harder ones to go through 
and I love the war movies and the action movies and my dad westerns and stuff my dad would take me to but some of the dramas uh, um, were really hard to understand as a kid that they would take me to um, I remember actually but you know nowadays I love I love the spy movies you know different types of spy movies Bond and the rest of them um, but I remember going to a couple of those I think there was one called uh, Failsafe Henry Fonda that I went to and uh, I couldn't get it. And it was like, whoa, what's, what is this about this? Um, and I remember my brother taking me to 2001 Space Odyssey because he was really big into space. And that was a little harder for me to understand because I was a younger kid at that point. So I wanted to be with my brother. Mm. So, because um, my brother's quite a bit older than me. But those are just a couple I'm trying to, I'm thinking of that might have been more difficult way back when and recent, more recent. So 2001 A Space Odyssey, that would have been, uh, sorry, I just pulled it up. That's 2000 or 1968. When yeah. I, came. I was just a little guy. I wasn't too old. Yeah. That's a long movie too. It looks like it's two and a half hours or so. Yeah, they probably yeah. had an intermission. <laughs> yeah. Nowadays they um, don't have intermissions. Right. Um, oh, you yeah. know, one of the best ones, the one of the funnest ones I've had, I, you know, I, I probably should have mentioned this earlier, and I've watched it recently, and it was Tony Curtis and Natalie Wood. And of course, Natalie Wood died at an early age, and several other movie stars I liked in there. And it was a movie called The Great Race, where they raced these old, 1920s type cars from New York to Paris. And so they had to get across the Bering Strait in Alaska and they had to go all the way through Russia. It was just a comedy, but a kind of a love story. And, but yet a challenging, they had a challenge to get to accomplish what they did, but they also standing up for principles along the way. And so I remember watching that recently again. It was just pretty cool. Hmm. I don't know. I guess when you get used to it, when you're older, you get used to that kind of a movie. It just makes it easier to yeah. watch it still. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen that before, but it sounds interesting. Um, well, cool. Um, right, let's go to jump to the next one. So um, what's the most inspiring movie that you've seen, you've ever seen? Most inspiring my favorite is the Testaments, and that's a movie about Christ and how he uh, how he did his miracles. But the most touching part of it, in fact, I'm starting to get even teared up just thinking about it right now. The most touching part of it is toward the end, because it was more they added a little bit of fiction into it. And nowadays, of course, I really like The Chosen. You know that movie that that, that was put out with the series as well. And that brings tears to my eyes, just what he went through and what he did for people. But at the end of the Testaments, it talks about how he knew, he, I mean, people had no idea about this, but he knew people by name. He called them by name, and they had no idea. And when he calls you by name, that's, that just brought a lot of tears that he knows us. And it's just probably the most inspiring, most affecting movie that I've ever been to because 
just help me know that Christ knows us by name and understands us and is merciful to us and wants to help us no matter who we are, no matter where we are. So. Yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing that too at the in Salt, downtown Salt Lake City as a kid and pretty powerful experience watching that. I think I was 11, maybe 10 or 11, mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite movie quote? Well, that one's easy. In fact, your mom, actually the one that reminded me again of this is what I went, went through a few hard, challenging times because I would say, okay, I'll try. Okay, I'll, I'll give it a good try. And of course, it's try not, do or do not. There is no try. Yoda. Hmm. Really powerful little Yoda. I mean, that's a popular one. But also, what did he say? It was something like, uh, fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, hate, hate leads to suffering. You know, anyway, so fear, you know, you want to overcome fear. That little guy came out with some good ones. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think my new favorite of his is uh, from The Last Jedi. He says, the greatest teacher of failure is when he's talking to Luke and basically telling Luke, like, because Luke's feeling like he failed and essentially saying like, yeah, you're going to fail. You're going to make mistakes. And that's, that's one of the greatest ways you're going to learn and, and, and grow and develop. And I think that's like, to me, a very powerful message to remember. Cause uh, even I, I think too, it's particularly powerful because Luke's kind of later in his life in this point, he's, you know, not the young Jedi from Return of the Jedi and just kind of no matter what stage of life you're in you're going to probably experience some, some failures, some setbacks and being able to face them at, and best you can um, but yeah, Yoda's got he's full of a lot of wise quotes <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that one too that one was amazing, that little guy yeah, he did come out with some good ones yeah, I, I, I love the other one you said too, the fearless anger Anger leads to hate, hate leads to suffering. And I think like um, the trajectory of that, if you aren't able to like be present or understand your fears or your anger and allow them, like, cause essentially that's kind of what Anakin does is he just lets them over overpower him in a sense where if he would have taken time to like address his fears and his anger Potentially, like, he could have been more, had more insight on how to actually choose a path that wouldn't have been so as destructive. But um, anyways, yeah, that's that's a good one. So, all right. So wrapping up towards the end, our conclusion here, if, if you could give out one film as a gift to every new person you meet for the rest of your life, what would, what movie would that be? Well, you know, that's that's a good one because I probably think more in terms of giving books out. You know me and my books. In fact, uh, I've done that a lot, giving out books. So those are my favorite things to give probably because I like them, but not everybody else likes them. And everybody's getting more into the audio books, of course, and listening and, and digital and that type of thing where so you don't have a physical books. But my thing has been giving out books. And one of the books 
my favorite books has been turned into a movie is is called the ultimate gift and it's about a billionaire who uh, james garner again <laughs> talked a lot about james garner today hmm. um james garner is a billionaire who records a message to his grandson and what he needs him to do to, so he can earn the ultimate gift and so it's a pretty cool book it's written by uh, and they turned it into a movie, and it's it turned out to be a, a nice movie. And so that's probably one I would consider, especially this time of year, because uh, that is the ultimate gift, what he talks about, or one of the ways to consider an ultimate gift. But Jim is written by Jim Stovall, who's a friend of mine, and I've shared the stage speaking with Jim Stovall. He's an amazing guy. He's blind. He went blind in his 20s, and yet he's written all these books. He has... Uh, overcome so many, he was going to be an Olympic weightlifter. He was on his way to be in the Olympics, and then he went blind. And But he still you know, went through a lot of things uh, to, to get to where he needed to be. So written all the books. He's had the movies come out, not only one, but other movies that have come out based on his books. And just an amazing man uh, that's overcome a lot. So just the story behind him. Is, is worthwhile handing out to people uh, in the form of a movie. Maybe they'll make a movie about him someday. Hmm. Yeah, I remember watching that movie, I think in like high school, um, and I, I remember enjoying it. I haven't seen it since then, but yeah, that's, I'll have to revisit that one probably. Um, well, cool. So I, I had a quick couple quick questions that aren't on the list that I just was thinking of as we were talking, if that's okay, just to throw out yeah. a few. So... Um, I was curious, like if you were to obviously like grandma and grandpa Olson have passed on, but like, if they were here, what would you think they would say as like one of their favorite movies? Um, I would say my, you know what, uh, I, I enjoyed with my dad is because James, the James Bond franchise started around in 1962. And there's been 25, 20, if you count, never say never, I think it was 26. Um, but I saw a listing in Forbes magazine the other day showing uh, the top grossing movies and what returns on investment that all those James Bond movies have. And they had tremendous returns on investment because Forbes was measuring it by returns on investment. And obviously the, the later ones with Daniel Craig in were, um, were the higher producing ones. And I think Skyfall, if I remember right, was number one. But anyway, they had no, no. It's the most recent one. No time to die was the highest grossing of any of the James Bond movies, according to Forbes. Um, but if my dad was here, we would be going and watching James Bond movies, and mm-hmm. we watched those together. Uh, and if he was here, we would be going back and we would watch some of the old John Wayne movies that you haven't seen for many, many years. Uh, probably the more the cowboy, the western types. If my mom was here, we'd probably be watching a Doris Day movie or something with Rock Hudson or, uh, you know, some of those older type movies like that. And I would enjoy those. I would, that would be a, a thrill to be able to sit down with them and watch those. So, Thomas, yeah. you and I uh, and family, we need to sit, we need to watch more movies because those would be yeah. those are good memories that we'll always carry with them because I'm not going to be around. Um, I'm going to be around at some point and so that question you just asked I think if we can get some of those memories in that would be awesome 
hopefully this next week, right? Yeah. Well, and I I just wanted to share too. I want to, with that watching movies together is, um, and I shared a little bit about this on the first episode I did. But mm-hmm. when I in twenty twenty when I was going through a really hard time in life, and like everyone in twenty twenty, it was a hard time. But um, I you know I'd come up spend a lot of time up in Utah with you, and I mean that was a huge thing that I really loved and enjoyed was watching movies with you and we we went through the Daniel Craig James Bonds and the Pierce Brosnan one which was fun to watch those ones too because a lot of those I hadn't seen since I was a kid and I remember Tomorrow Never Dies came out when I was in third grade and you and you were going to take all the older boys to go see it and I was going to get left behind and I remember like being really sad and bummed and like I started crying and I remember going underneath the table being all sad and crying and <laughs> Yeah. throwing a little bit of a tantrum anyways but you end up taking me eventually and covering my my eyes during the naughty parts <laughs> <laughs> but i i loved watching that that was like i mean you did cool. how think how old do you think you were i was nine really yeah so yeah. i know your, your your sweet mom probably did not want you to do that but i just yeah i felt bad and then well, i was in heaven I was, that was like the greatest thing ever to be able to go see that with you guys. So, and I didn't, yeah, it was great. And I remember also your, your sweet mom wanting to protect you and always will. Uh, when you were younger, probably three, four, whatever, uh, your brothers and my older brothers had seen Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. And so we, we really liked that movie. So we, we either rented it or we bought it or whatever. We had it probably back then on VHS. And you being three or four, um, you question whether you should watch the, you know, that kind of violence or whatever. But you really wanted to. And so one particular part I remember kind of fast-forwarded through or blinded your eye or covered your eyes or whatever so you didn't see some of the gross parts of it. But... Yeah, I think you really enjoyed that so much that you started saying some of the, the lines afterwards and you were just a little guy and you're just not talking as sharply as you are now, obviously. But you were saying, no blades, no blows, weave your weapons, heal. Yeah. <laughs> so we all still remember that. Because I, you I love that, that line. What's that? Yeah. Oh, I just, I love that movie. Yeah. And that, I used yeah. to say that all the time. No blades, no bows, leave your weapons here. Leave your weapons, heal. <laughs> Which is funny, you know, hearing that now because, you know, I sound like I wasn't able to say my R's very well. Like to hear a heel, that's that's exactly how Crew says words like that now. He he's he's only three, so his R's he's still learning how to pronounce his R's. So it's like, it's just so cute to hear him talk like that. And anyway, it's just funny to hear that. <laughs> um, it was so fun taking you guys to movies. Those are such great memories, and and. I remember you on your other podcast, you did talk about, and you had a question whether this is, this came, was it true or not, or, or some question on it. Because I remember we only had the four of us, before you four boys at that time, your little sister had not been born yet, and you're just a little guy, and we were taking your three older brothers, and you, and I don't know, you're probably one and a half, or something like that. So this may have been your first movie that you did go to, and that was um, Back to the Future 3. 
It may have been your first one, and you did great. So, I mean, you're just a little guy, and you still sat there, and, and you were good, and we all got to enjoy the movie, and we all loved it, and especially your brothers, just uh, the, four, the four of them, well, five of us, I guess, yeah, there have been five of us, got to see Back to the Future 3. Uh, I think it was a matinee. Yeah. It was, what a great memory that was to, to have you four boys there. Yeah. Well, cool. That's, yeah, I'm glad I remembered that right. Hearing, or at least I don't remember going to the movie, but hearing that I did see that in the theater. So, and that's become, you know, Back to the Future movies. All three of them are some of my all time favorite movies. So that's cool that. Oh, me too. Going to theaters. <laughs> um, and, yeah, and so anyways, I was going to say, going back to what, 2020, though, like, going and sharing these movies with you was really special for, like, really, um, yeah, I love that. And it was on some really hard days when, like, things just didn't feel like they were going right or just felt uncertain about my future. Like, you know, just to, like, watch a movie at the end of the day was always, like, very, there's always something to look forward to, very comforting. And so that was always, like, that's a, um, a memory and thing that I'll, I'll like always cherish and like having that time to watch the movies with you. So hopefully we can continue to do some more of the years. Um, I hope we can, you know what, just listening to your podcast and having listened to some of your previous podcasts, what I appreciate is your example on how you're able to draw out the things out of the movie that can help make a difference in, in your life. You know, I, I've always thought movies are more of entertainment. You just go and you forget about them. But to make the important parts of those movies a part of you, to add to your life, not only to make a memory, but also to help comfort you, to help give you direction in your life, to help give you more wisdom when you can draw out the story. Because obviously these are great stories and, and they're great uh, things that we can pull out of it. We can always pull bad stuff out, but the, the good things, and I think you're built this way, to look for more for the good. And when you see the good, when you look for the good, you see the good, and you draw the good out, and you can apply that to your life. And I, I appreciate the way you apply those movies to your life. So this podcast is hopefully will serve a lot of people to be able to think movies maybe a little bit different and draw out the good out of those things that can help change your life, to comfort your life, to give you direction and things that that will help you and that's what you seem to do very very well well thank you yeah that's definitely been um a way i love and enjoy experiencing movies and and you know to me it's just a different form of storytelling you know like whether that's reading a book or telling someone a story or whatever movies are like a way for to tell a story and i i enjoy I, the visual and the auditory experience of it to me is, is I think the way that I connect with it the most. So, um, well, I just real quick, I wanted to share a few like movies that reminded me of you that I kind of feel like I, you know, like when I think of this movie, Oh, that reminds me of my dad and like growing up was like watching that or something. So, um, Robin Hood Princess is one of them. That's one that I, you know, we just talked about that one, but the other one is the movie Maverick with um, Mel Gibson and um, James Garner once again. Yeah. <laughs> and it's one I haven't watched. I don't know since I was probably like a kid, but I remember watching that growing up and 
really liking it. And anyways, that's seeing that. Yeah, it's a Western too. <laughs> yeah. Um, another one is the 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 Christopher Reeve Superman films. Oh yeah. I remember like you taking me to the video store and renting the first two when I was like, I think I was probably like seven or eight. And like I'd seen some of them on TV before, like bits of it, but then like sitting down and like watching the whole thing from start to finish. And, um, and those are movies that I love still to this day. And like, I'm a big fan of superhero films and those are like the original superhero movies where you watch the superhero films now and they essentially take that same template that they did with those and, and, uh, um, so that's the one. And then the Rocky series, but specifically Rocky two. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember, but I, it was, uh, I think I was in, I was in eighth grade and I remember I was playing pop Warner football at the time and we had like a game coming up and I was, uh, playing as a tight end that year and just really loving it. And I doing fairly well that season and being kind of nervous about that. It was a Friday night at a game Saturday morning. And like, we went to blockbuster or something and just what, like what we would do a lot on Fridays, you know, go to blockbuster, Hollywood video, rent a movie and like not really knowing what to watch. And you were like, Oh, we should, what about Rocky two? Like, that's a great one to like, kind of get you in the headspace to like, as you're going up against this, like, team tomorrow that might be challenging and you know like just kind of pump me up get me amped up for my game <laughs> so we picked out rocky too um and then another one is uh first night with richard yeah. and sean connery yeah which we watched we watched that one in 2020 as well when i was up there that's right i remember though watching it um at the christensen's house with all yeah. all of us boys like you and all the boys like Matt, Mike and Spencer and, and all their boys yeah. and uh, I think having like a guy's night or something. <laughs> right. Um, and then uh, remember that the true grit movies, both of those, those, the John Wayne and also the, the new remake they did with Jeff Bridges a couple years ago. Well, that, that was like 10 years ago now, 10, 12 years ago. Oh, that's hard to believe. Yeah, I remember we watched those ones kind of back to back. We watched one one night and then the other one the next night back in 2020. And those are great movies. Those are like both of those really hold up well. And then uh, um, the last one is The Raising Arizona. Do you remember that movie? Not a whole lot, a little bit. Richard, I, I, I don't. I remember, what was that? Nicholas Cage? Yeah, Nicholas Cage. Yeah. I don't remember it a whole lot either. Except I just remember watching with you. Um, we rented it or something. And I remember like, I was probably in junior high or so. I don't know. But for some reason, whenever I, I don't think about it that often, but it just came to my brain tonight as we were talking. So. Oh, one yeah. more came to me too was the, is the Patriot. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was a special one with you too, especially to see the ending and how they, they tear the British apart. <laughs> yeah, that's, and I, I I remember watching that, and spoiler alert for anyone that's not seen it, but you know it's Mel Gibson and his son, he's played by Heath Ledger, like are fighting in the Re American Revolutionary War, and they find this really just like nasty dude that's kind of ruthless and doesn't follow all the rules and everything. Not that there's rules in war necessarily, but he uh, 
he kills Mel Gibson's son. I remember like just being shocked at that part. Like I couldn't believe yeah. that he was that he, that he died. And like, anyways, that and I remember watching that. It was just the two of us watching it, um, and like, yeah, just being very affected by that that scene. So. But. Yeah, it is, and, and some of the realism, even though they can't really do it justice, but just to see how how crazy uh, war is and how what they had to go through, I guess we felt a little uh, little bit of that that night. Yeah, but then feeling the victory, like you say, spoiler alert, but still feeling we all know who won the war. I mean, that's not uncommon, but but just to feel the victory at the end was. You know, yeah, definitely. Well, thanks so much for coming on and chatting with me. Is there anything else no, you'd like to share for, or say before we finish? Thank you for adding that uh, those films. I remember those, all of them, but Raising Arizona, I remember those vividly being next to you and with you, uh, watching those. And I hope there is a lot more of that to come where we can watch yeah. them more together, especially when yeah, you're still in now. To be able to sit with them and you is uh, an honor that your grandpa and dad uh, cherishes. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we will have many more to come. And uh, well, thank you for coming on and, and chatting. I really appreciate it. And thank you everyone for tuning in and listening. Um, if you would like to be a guest on the show, feel free to please reach out to me. Um, the best place to do that at uh, would be probably reach out to me if you if you don't know me personally you can text me or whatever but you can also call me or reach me on my instagram at tommy olson 88 um and thank you so much and hope everyone has a great rest of the day